What is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Sadie over Zoom video. Sadie was born and raised in Winnipeg in Canada and talks about how she got into music. At a very early age, her parents put her in voice lessons and piano lessons. But Sadie said it was always a chore to really do the piano lessons or the voice lessons. In junior high school, she got a guitar, had a few guitar lessons, and then decided, I, I know how to play some chords. I already write poetry. I'm just going to use this more as a vehicle to write. Her parents were kind of confused. Like, we just got you this guitar and these, these lessons, and you don't want to take lessons. But she knew what she needed to know to write the songs she needed to write. While Sadie was attending university, she was diagnosed with cancer. She talks about that and obviously the dark place she was in during that time. Once she started to feel better, she talks about getting back out there and writing songs. She met her manager. She was in a band that toured the U.S. and did a bunch of shows in Canada. Ends up moving to Los Angeles, co-writing for other artists, and she talks about her solo project and putting out this very first single for the project, which is called Biblical. You can watch our interview with Sadie on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bring It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bring Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Sadie. Hi, Sadie. How are you? Hi, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you for having me. Yes. Of course. I'm Adam, and this is a podcast about you and your journey in music. And uh, of course, we'll talk about the new song. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so first off, where were you born and raised? Um, I was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. So right in the middle of Canada. Oh, wow. What was it like uh, living there? Um, very cold. But, <laughs> I can imagine. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the joke is like everyone's in a band because you just like are in your basement making music <laughs> for like oh, most of funny. the year. So, yeah, I was played music because very cold. So you got to figure out what to do inside for like the majority of the year. But I mean, I love it. I still love home because like my whole family's there and everything. So, Yeah. Wow. Like how, I mean, I don't know much about it, but I would imagine it's cold. Like, is it cold? Like how cold for how long? Like, is it cold? Like pretty much all the time? Um, pretty much like 10 ish months out of the year. And like, wow. it's not like freezing. Like you need like a winter jacket for 10 months, but it's yeah. The winters are like very, very, very cold. Very brutal. Oh my gosh. Wow, 10 months. Yikes. Oh, but I, I guess, like you said, there's a lot of time inside to, to, to write music and play in bands. Exactly. Like a lot. <laughs> uh, well, how did you get into music? Like um, family? Do you have any musical people in your family? Yeah, like my parents aren't really musical at all. I mean, my dad would say he is, but um, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> but they always like had me and my sisters in singing lessons, piano, guitar. Um, that came later. But um, yeah, I honestly like never quite had the patience for it as a kid. Like I didn't want to sit and practice. I didn't like want to learn the theory. Like now I wish I had been like that type of child that could mm -hmm. pay attention to those things. But um, 
but yeah, I always just like, I wasn't, I wasn't practicing when I was in lessons, but they kept me in them. And eventually, like I would say like in junior high, my friend had a guitar. We were like learning like Blink-182 riffs. And then my parents got me a guitar for Christmas. And I went into lessons and like, same thing. I just like, couldn't stay focused. Mm -hmm. So pretty much like as soon as I knew chords and things and could like accompany myself, I just like told them I didn't want to do lessons anymore. They freaked out. They were like, we bought you this guitar. Like, what are you talking about? But I just started writing like all the time, um, just in my room. I still have like books of the songs that I like, some of my first songs that I ever wrote. So wow. I just, I wanted to do the thing. I didn't want to be in the lessons. I was like, okay, I have a guitar. I can play like four chords. Like, let's go. So yeah, I've actually heard a lot of people say the same thing where it's like, if I know how to do it or use it as an instrument to write, like what's the point of, I don't want to learn how to be some like, shredder on guitar like it's just i want to use it to write songs right and i was like always musical but i think what like creatively drove me was writing so i exactly wasn't like desiring to like rip solos on stage i just really wanted to write music and like i already was writing like poetry and everything but as soon as i had an instrument i was like yeah it just changed obviously the way i was writing so so yeah it was cool but Wish I stayed at lessons. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were in piano and, and voice lessons was, <clears throat> did you stay in that all the way up into junior high school or was it something that you quickly were like, ah, I'm done with this? I think I probably stopped in like around, yeah, junior high, which like, I don't know what that is in the US. I never found a little bit different, but um, probably around like eighth grade, I kind of like stopped doing any type of lessons, but but yeah. You probably had a base for knowing how to play piano. Can you still do it? Yeah, I still write on piano like a lot. Actually, when I moved to LA, my roommates have a piano. So I started writing again on piano and I'd be sending my manager like little ideas. He's like, oh my God, like, who are you jamming with today? I'm like, I play the piano. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Like, what? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> just like small tricks up my sleeve, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool, though. I mean, to have that, even though you said you didn't like the, the lessons or whatever or the yeah. theory, but to know just how to play it and, and know what the chords are. And um, I'm sure that helps quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You started writing poetry at an early age as well. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of very dramatic poetry at a young age. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's Was kind it like of hilarious. It's like in my parents' basement currently. I was like going through them before I moved to LA and I was like, oh my God, I hope like I got to burn these because like, no one can find them. <laughs> like they're really funny. <laughs> but yeah. What, what drew you, was it just some uh, therapeutic thing for you to, to write poetry? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I was talking about this with a friend the other day. I'm like, I feel like if you just have like a creative drive, you just have it. And like, if I wasn't writing or like, just like, yeah, I, I just craved doing it. I don't, I don't know what that is like that creative drive, but I always just wanted to write poetry, which has now turned into songs. So like writing songs. So yeah, I, I honestly don't know. It wasn't really therapeutic. I don't think like, it's just like the way that I was creative and yeah. I just yeah it was just your nature to kind of just do that. Yeah. Exactly. With um, you, when you started writing songs or turning your poems into you know, lyrics and, and actually writing songs, 
were you showing them to anyone at that point or when did you get the courage to kind of present them to people maybe your parents or whoever else oh god never my parents i was way too shy um (laughs) i did play them for like not for a while actually i would say but then eventually like I would be hanging out with friends or whatever. And they'd be like, play something like you play guitar. And I'm like, uh, I mean, I only know a few chords. Like I was always like really apologizing for like my level of skill set, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I started basically just playing songs. Like it sounds so corny, but like around the fire at like little parties with my friends. And it kind of like gave me a little bit of confidence, but mm-hmm. I didn't like at that time, I, had written a lot of the lyrics down but a lot of them I didn't write down and I just like had them committed to memory and I'm like I even now I'm like how like how did I do that now that I write so many songs I'm like I don't think I could remember one without like writing down the chords or like whatever but I just had all these songs that I would just play at parties and stuff and never recorded them didn't even really voice note them yeah I don't know I ended up meeting my manager at a party same kind of thing and he was like have you ever thought about recording them or anything and I was like I don't even know how to do that like that's not a like that's not a real job like I should probably (laughs) university or something like I don't know he was like no like I manage other acts like did did you want to do that and I was like uh I mean yes that's really cool like how and then he was just sort of starting to manage at that time and I didn't know what I was doing so that's also been like a really cool journey because we've kind of like learned the industry together. So that's been really cool. But um, yeah, and, yeah, and he was you, the first person to push me kind of that direction. So he kind of found, yeah, he heard you and was like, oh, wow, you're, you're really good. I want to start to work with you. And were, you guys were both in Canada still at this time. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then when do you, uh, did you end up going to school? Like, did you go for music or like, how do you then get down to Los Angeles? Okay. So I ended up, I did go to school um, for like one year and then I ended up getting, this is like a big part of like my creative journey as well. I ended up getting cancer actually. <clears throat> and I had to stop school. Oh my gosh. Then, I did. I thought I saw something, a, a mention of it online or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that was like a whole thing. It like disrupted obviously my entire life. And then when I was starting to like slowly recover, I couldn't do anything. And I was like, I can't, I was getting to the point where I was well enough that I was bored, but I still was like not well enough to be like going out, going to classes or going and socializing a lot. So I just started taking like one by one, like one class at a time of like university. Mm-hmm. And I slowly finished um, a literature degree, which is really funny because I hate reading. <laughs> and my parents are like, did you read the books? Like, how did they get you to do that? I'm like, it's amazing. What happens when you have to pay for something? <laughs> <laughs> amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did get like a <clears throat> an arts degree because um, literally I had nothing else to do. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Cool. But everything's okay. Are you like remission like is it gone like that's sounds really scary i'm sorry I, maybe i'm poking and i shouldn't be. I'm, la- I'm like so like it's just part of my life so i'm like laughing but you're like traumatized by this information i'm not traumatized but i feel bad i'm sorry about that that's that had to be so horrible especially at the age that you find this news out yeah it was like i didn't even like know what i was in for so to speak at that time but um but yeah my joke <laughs> 
my very dark joke now is when people are like, is everything okay now? I'm like, no, not really, but I'm just like a vegetarian. And like, I drink a lot of green juice. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fine now. I'm healthy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, uh, I'm glad that you're healthy. That's, that must've been, I can't even imagine how scary that is, but yeah. Wow. So once you start feeling better, are you, are, is that what you're kind of journaling a lot was when you're basically inside being, you know, you can't do anything. I'm sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like going back to like asking whether it's like therapeutic or not. I actually wasn't writing really at all at that time because I was so just like in such a bad place in my life. I just like, and health wise, it like, I have never been someone that's creative in those times. When I start coming out of something really awful is when like, I sort of like start flowing. So when again, at that same kind of like awkward time where I wasn't well enough to do things, but I was like mentally bored, I did start writing a lot. And I would say it was like um, (laughs) the opposite of therapeutic. It was like a lot of really awful, sad songs. And I didn't really want to play them for anyone. Like it, I guess I needed to get that out, but I don't know that I would call it like therapeutic. I don't think it helped me. Mm. I don't think maybe it did, but it didn't feel like good to write about those things. It just like was what I was going through. And like I said, I'm just driven to be creative. So that's what I was being creative about, but it wasn't particularly therapeutic. But yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It wasn't like you finished it. Like, ah, oh, okay. That's off my chest. It was just like, you just happened to be doing it because you're creative. Right. What's, what's happening. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so once you start feeling better and how, like at what point do you, how, have you been in LA for a while or like how, like at what point do you decide to move to Los Angeles? Yeah. I just moved out here <clears throat> I've been oh, okay. for a few years with my manager. He signed like another artist and they were with a major label and he was like, listen, like I'm going down to LA. I'm sitting in these writing sessions and like, nobody's doing something like magical that you're not doing. Like you should just start coming out here. And I'm like, Oh, like I couldn't possibly do that. Like I couldn't possibly sit in those rooms or like, yeah, I just, I hadn't seen the industry. So I just didn't understand even really like what it was. So when I started coming out here, I was like, Oh my God, like I need to be here. Mm -hmm. But obviously then it's the challenge of like, I'm Canadian. I'm not American. Like just, you know, we're neighboring countries, but it's a different country. I need to, okay, I need a work visa. I need like just all the logistics. So really I moved like about a year, a year and a half ago. So. But you're coming down and doing sessions and and things. Exactly. Yeah. And when that just became like so often, it just started to be like, okay, I have to be down here. But even that was a process because of obviously because the pandemic and they paused any type of like visas, health insurance for like people that weren't from the U S. So it's been like, yeah, a journey to get out here and actually just told this story the other day, but like I legitimately went out and like bought a picture to put on my wall. Cause I sold all my stuff thinking I was coming out here. The pandemic hit. I was like, okay, I have this teeny tiny apartment. Cause I'm like, I'll never be at home, but I still need like a spot. And then I was trapped in that apartment for like (laughs) the whole pandemic by myself. I'm like, oh my God, I don't have a balcony. It's like 400 square feet. So I spent like the entire pandemic in that apartment. And I think I wrote like 90 demos, which is insane. (laughs) Because I literally had my mattress on the floor and like my instruments and like a small like recording rig. And I was like, I mean, I have nothing else to do. So like, here I am. 
And then I kind of just accepted, like, I guess things aren't happening. I can't really get out to LA. Like, is this my life now? Like, I was just so depressed. And I went out and like bought a painting to hang on the wall. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make this apartment feel like home because I can't like live like this. Like, it feels so depressing. And I kid you not, I put that nail in the wall. And my manager called me like that night. I was with one of my good friends and was like, you got to get to LA. Like, just talk to the lawyer got a deal on the table. Like you got to get down here. I'm like, Oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> like, did I wow. make this happen? <laughs> so yeah. Crazy. What was the picture of just a Hollywood sign or something? Um, it was a little <laughs> purple, like cherub, like angel from a thrift store. <laughs> so it wasn't a painting. It was a painted angel. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then you hang it up and then your phone rings and you're like, Oh, well, we're going to LA. Yeah. Like quite literally. And then the next day I started packing the few items I had. I saying, probably, sounds like you didn't have much to pack. I did not have much to pack. <laughs> Very correct. <laughs> wow. Okay. So once you, I, I mean, he, hearing you kind of say just, you know, you didn't know if you, you didn't know anything about the industry and your manager's like, you need to get down here. Was it intimidating at all? Like going to those writing sessions the first few times? Definitely. But I think like he had said, like, no, like there's no, like, magical secret it's like if you're a songwriter and you're writing songs like there's a lot to learn but it's not like it feels natural once you're in those settings and you're writing and you're just being creative with other people so so yeah there's definitely was like a learning curve because I had never collaborated in that way and like I feel like even co-writing with another artist for their project is an entirely different skill than like sitting down and writing a song by yourself and like so yeah learning how to be a good asset in a room, I guess, is like a whole set of skills. So, so yeah, it's been, it's been great. I feel like music is supposed to be collaborative. So it was really exciting to me to come out here and work with so many great people because I did write by myself primarily. And <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, like, holy shit. I don't have to do this like by myself. Like if I can't think of the chorus, like someone else will. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just fun to collaborate so yeah it's been really cool wow and um have you always had your project was is sadie always been your project and because you had just released your first song right a, a week ago or not that long ago yeah legitimately so that's like when i started coming out here i was writing primarily with other artists so i didn't have like a solo project of my own and um you were just writing with other people for their projects exactly yeah okay so, that's kind of how I was networking and how I was primarily working. And I was in a band at the time with a few other people. So that just kind of naturally, again, over the pandemic, just like the way that we were being creative as like a group just shifted and changed. And then when I was out here, like not everybody, you know, wants to drop everything and just move to a different country. So, so yeah, that kind of naturally ended. And then you were in a band when you're still living in Canada. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. What, were you the f singer? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Singer. Guitar. <laughs> Did you guys play a lot of shows? Like, uh, that's really, that's kind of a cool journey. Yeah. Yeah. We played a lot of shows. I did a lot of like small US tours. Um, really? Yeah. It was, it was really cool. I learned a lot. And it also, I think I was at a point with it where I was like, what happens next? Like, I didn't understand how to like get, to the next thing and it just kind of felt like even with touring like we go on tours and then be like okay like 
now what? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So when I started coming out here and working with a lot of different people and everything, like I sort, I felt like I had more momentum, like moving forward and like, I was gaining a better understanding of even how to take that project and make it make sense. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, I feel like I've. <laughs> so that band just ended up, uh, you guys just kind of broke up because you obviously you moved to LA, but um, was it just something that you kind of saw like, okay, this is, I need to get to the next thing. Um, I wouldn't say so. Like, I think it like all was quite natural. Like uh, it ended up, like at the end of the day, it was me and one other person that were still in the project. And like, yeah, they basically were just like, not super excited about the idea of moving out here. And like I said, the way that we were being creative together was kind of shifting. We used to just like play live instruments in the room and I would like write that way. And then it became a lot of like, okay, I'll send you a track because we couldn't be together or whatever. So it just like creatively, like we always said him and I, that like, if we're not creating something together, like that's kind of the core of a band. So like why Mm -hmm. keep a project together if we're like just getting tracks from producers or whatever, like it just felt less like, yeah, it wasn't like forward, I guess. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You're not really in a band if you're not all together writing and then touring and doing the band type things if it's more of a digital (laughs) band so to speak right and he was getting into like a lot of his own creative stuff I was getting into my own creative stuff and a lot of it just like didn't make sense for the project so like I think we just kind of grew creatively and it just Mm -hmm. naturally ended I would say but yeah okay so then you get to LA you're writing with other people or for, for other people's projects and how then do you start like like I you know we're saying few minutes ago that just released your first song yeah a week ago so Mm -hmm. when does that like take me through from writing with other people to then deciding like i'm gonna put this artist project out or has this always been the idea um yeah i mean the idea was to release a lot of what i had been working on like as the band but then like i said like creatively like my bandmate was like i don't really feel like tied to this in like a way that excites me so when he um when we like stopped doing that project I was like okay I still want to put these songs out like I'm still excited about them people are still excited about them my team's still excited so so yeah I mean since then I've written (laughs) two million songs (laughs) but biblical we wrote together um in the studio so that I'm so happy that it came out because I feel like it's like sort of like a full circle moment like even though it's like on my solo project he was involved in the creative process so like that's been really cool um yeah so that's sort of naturally how i put it out myself but so was it recorded with with this person and you said it was you wrote it with them was this like a song like i guess coming into your you have a like an ep or album coming out um we're doing like i'm gonna be releasing just like a lot of singles but so um, were these songs that you re-recorded once you got to Los Angeles or was that, is it the recording of biblical one that you worked on with this person? Yeah. Yeah. We did them in Los Angeles. Like we were doing sessions here. So we wrote them in the studio together and like I recorded, I think the biblical vocal is like the day of vocal. Wow. I went, back, I went back one other time to like do a second verse, but, but yeah, that we wrote and recorded the day of. Um, yeah. So. Wow. And so you said you got two million songs or you've written a bunch of songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did you choose biblical to be the first 
one to kind of present your project? Yes, I would say it just, A, I was so excited about the song. Like even the day of, I think one of the producers was like, this feels like a song that if I heard it, I would be so jealous that I didn't get to work on it. And I was like, amazing. I like, I like that. Yeah, that's song. great validation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like I was so excited about it. I think like it kind of like sums up like who I am artistically. Like I'm saying something, it's kind of like dark, but it sounds still like very pop. But yeah, there's like a, a darkness and a bit of it, like an edge to it. And I can hear different influences and influences in it that it just kind of felt like, I don't know, it kind of just chose itself, I would say. Maybe my team would have something else to say about that because I know there's like a lot of strategy that goes on. <laughs> the scenes I'm like, it chose itself. <laughs> You're like, uh, what? Um, <laughs> but I love the song. I wanted it to be like at least one of my first singles. And when the team was excited about it and they agreed, I was just happy because I don't know, you hear a lot of stories about people just not being aligned with um, their teams or their management or their label or whatever. And I just feel like my team really trusts me. And it's been like, honestly, just so nice. I feel like, yeah, I don't take that for granted. Mm -hmm. And with, with uh, the upcoming songs, like how many, I mean, you must have a lot ready to go. Yes, there's a lot of songs ready to <laughs> That's exciting. So what do you have coming up then? Uh, I mean, this just came out, obviously, but... Um... Yes, we do have like a release schedule worked out. Um, so yeah, the next single is supposed to come out in about a month, but I think the song's been doing really well. So like that may change. Um, but yeah, that's the plan. It's basically like a song a month. And a couple EPs to like finish out the year. Wow. And then are you going to do like shows? With, have you been playing out at all in LA? Um, I think I did like one small club gig with a friend, but I haven't really been like focused on the live shows, but it's also just like, I want to like get music out and be like, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I would love to start playing shows again. Like I love playing live. So that'll be exciting when it, when I finally get to do that. Amazing. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much for doing this, Sadie. This is awesome. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I have one more question before I let you go. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yes, I would say trust your creative instincts and really try to like listen to that. Like, I feel like when I moved to LA, especially there's so much noise. There's so many people that will tell you like, this is what's cool creatively. This is, oh, that's not cool. Like, this is what you should do with your career. You should do this thing. You should do that thing. I think the biggest thing I had to learn was to like quiet that noise and like trust myself. So trust yourself, trust your instincts. <laughs>